Gris goes to Valathor's like, look, I'm a gelatinous cube. Valathor's like, yeah, I got something for this. What would your gelatinous cube sound like? <laughs> would that be the whole? <laughs> yeah, breathe. Red Raiders. Hello, Thread Raiders. Thread Raiders. Thread Thread Raiders. 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 Ladies and gentlemen, freaks and geeks, one and all, welcome to the Thread Raiders podcast. What started as a small uprising on Twitter has turned into a movement to spread goodwill among all creators, with the occasional side quest for dead grass and robin's feathers. My name is Fenwald Griswick. I am Chaotic Anarchy. And Boone's here. <laughs> I am also a movement. <laughs> now I have nothing to talk about. I'm sorry. And we also have another co-host. Everybody say hello to TK. Uh, Hi, TK. Uh, I am back on a temporary hiatus from the space mission Dak and I are on. Uh, I am, as always, your kilted sea lord. (laughs) Yes, you may know TK from his famous kilt, uh, which appears in multiple movies and uh, made that one appearance in a Law & Order episode, of course, who hasn't been on Law & Order. There may or may not be a Patreon dedicated to the kilt cause. Just saying. I was on Law and Order as a dead body. <laughs> Boone. And you may remember uh, Puna Cornucopia as the uh, woman who had both ankles sliced open during TK's madness at the Over Overlook <laughs> Hotel campaign. Yeah, yeah, and my hip. Uh, she earned bonus points with me by cobbling together crutches, uh, which allowed her to continue playing the game from the hotel's many ficus plants. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why else are they everywhere? Poon was the only one who did not actually get killed. By the killer. It was right, the I other tried. players who threw her out a window. I tried. Okay. <laughs> I did not expect the suicide mission. That was... I thought it was a better hotel. I thought the pool would be deeper. <laughs> Poon, from whence do the rivers of your creativity flow? Uh, probably, uh, I would say, from lots of sugar. Is that sugar accompanied with coffee, or is it just straight off the, off the plant? It's Honestly, it's whatever my coworkers bring me. Mm. They're they're well trained. <laughs> <laughs> they don't come to me for help unless they're carrying chocolate. Okay. Mm. You have to make an offering in order to get the great the assistance of the great poon. And if they start talking without chocolate, I just hold my hand out. <laughs> I think the best way to live life is to have a printed menu of the things that you're willing to do and at what cost, and then just present that to anybody who wants something from you. Yeah, so I'm going to start doing that now at work. And people ask, how much will it cost to fix this printer? Uh, it'll be uh, two bags of M&Ms and an almond uh, chocolate bar. Blame Griswick. Aww. All right, pump the brakes there, Bezos. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear the inflated price <laughs> on a printer fix? My God, man. I'd rather go to Staples. What did you call TK? (laughs) 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 All right. Now, speaking of multimillionaires, so Poon, you appear to be the founder of a cartoon network dedicated exclusively to the production of a children's cartoon featuring (laughs) the exploits of what would appear to be several mounds of anthropomorphized fecal matter. That's certainly what it Have looks you like. considered expanding to include other bodily functions, uh, perhaps adding in characters like Billy the Booger 
or an as-yet-unnamed glass of urine? Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, what we did was we took it to the network and we said, okay, so poo, always great. <laughs> Poop is funny. Sure. Uh, everybody loves it. Everybody does it. Comes mm-hmm. with its own emoticon. Yeah. What if, what if we had a spinoff about tears? <gasps> I can so relate to that. Right? Right. Yeah. And then, mm-hmm. but they were like, well, I guess I just don't understand where, where you would go with that. How is there more than one story there? And I was like, okay, so <laughs> you're going to hurt the children every week <laughs> and you're going to collect their tears oh my God. in a jar mm-hmm. yeah. and then you're going to drink that. And then they, that's, I didn't get past that. Clearly, that elevator was too fast. Okay, yep. that's yeah. what the problem was. Mm-hmm. Got to slow right off that peak. down a little bit. Yeah, that idea was too salty for them. Yeah, she started with the jars Hit first, the emergency button. <laughs> and then worked your way up to children crying. Mm-hmm. 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 Now, if I can take a moment to look at this from a capitalist perspective, <laughs> uh, are you concerned that your business might all? <laughs> no. Are you concerned that your business model might have a fatal flaw in that instead of paying you $19.99 for a stuffed plushy poo, uh, children could simply fish their own poo out of the toilet for free, thereby cutting out the middleman? Uh, sure, sure. However, um, kids' poo only comes in three colors. That's correct. <laughs> and uh, my plushy poos come in at least four. So some of you may be wondering, what the fuck is going on here? Uh, basically, <laughs> there are multiple uh, Puna Cornucopias out there in the world. Uh, one very special, beloved porn- Puna Cornucopia, and then uh, the other... <laughs> did you say Pornucopia? <laughs> yep. Yep, you did. <laughs> one beloved Pornucopia. I'll take it. <laughs> there's, there's so many syllables in this word. Oh, no. But then there's the knockoff one, and I accidentally went to the knockoff one in order to get our questions and didn't have time to, to replace them. So we mm-hmm. have to fumble through as best as possible. <laughs> oh. I, I feel like I was really selling it. So to find out who the real Poonacornacopia is, very good, very good. <laughs> tell us more about scarves for Caleb. Oh, yeah. Okay. So there's this little show called Critical Role mm-hmm. that People so may small. or may not have heard of. <laughs> and I'm a fan. Yay. And uh, so Caleb is one of the characters. He's mm-hmm. a you know sad hobo wizard. And oh. he... <laughs> um, so basically, it was like a throwaway joke that he needed a scarf or that he had a scarf. And we're like, okay, that's pretty funny. Um, let's go ahead and make scarves for people who need them. So it's it's basically just kind of a gathering place for people who knit and crochet and I'm sorry this cat is still climbing on me. Yeah. <laughs> That's and fun, though. We, yeah, are you done? <laughs> okay, she's she's clawed into my knee now. Um, <laughs> so we encourage people to make scarves and other um cold weather items for people who need help staying warm. Oh, that's nice. That is awesome. Yeah, that's a huge deal. So you figure what? Like once a month, Critical Role gets a giant box of scarves and they're like, why? <laughs> yeah, I think I think by this point we realize, everybody realizes that they live in LA. Mm. <laughs> and um, 
they don't really need more than one scarf. Uh, but wow. yeah, we, we encourage people to give locally to um, homeless shelters, women's shelters, uh, schools. Sometimes kids don't have warm clothes. Um, people who are living out on the street that you pass on your way to work. Just uh, yeah, anywhere you see a need. Yeah. Damn it, Poon, now my faith in humanity went up by like two points right there. Sorry. Oh. I'll bring it back down. <laughs> We're not done the podcast to yet. today. <laughs> it's gonna be one of those shows. <laughs> <laughs> and Poon, you also play Dungeons and Dragons on Geeky Bugbears channel, right? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, we are playing in the retroverse, and as soon as I start talking about it, I get into <laughs> my PM voice. <laughs> and how many boom boxes do you own? Um, PM doesn't have any because she doesn't really fit into this world. She's kind of a dinosaur person. Mm. <laughs> and But she loves to cook. Oh. Um, yeah, we, uh, there's a, there's a dog power ranger, not dog faced. I mean, he does have the face of a dog, but he's a dog. That's all right. <laughs> I monitor this show for copyright infringement. I can picture so it. I can picture it. <laughs> He's a Boston Terrier, Power Ranger type person, and there's a there's a magical girl, and I'm a Stegosaurus, and then we just met another dinosaur, um, who looks like Magnum PI. Oh, cool! Yeah. Right, that is just awesome. Which one? The which Magnum PI? Yes, the original or the new one? Um, Uh-oh. in my world, <laughs> there is only one. Oh, no. <laughs> the original. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> so we're talking massive mustache. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Tiny little shorts. Now, one of my favorite things about watching your shows that you have, like, at, on, even on the charity streams and stuff that we do, is your voice acting. It's quite incredible, uh, the things that you can do, and, and you're so funny. You really are. So when you create your characters, do you first come up with the voice and then build the background around them, or is it the other way around? You create this character and then you see a voice that fits them. So with PM, it was mm-hmm. definitely like I knew that her name was PM. Oh, there's another cat. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what are their names uh professor petrie von doom and schmertz mcfluffy pants (laughs) and baroness stormhammer death call pikachu munchausen the third bezos oh which one's the talkative one that's petrie oh the professor yeah love it i'm sorry Um, i didn't mean to interrupt you okay no the hammer interrupted me uh i've never really thought about this i think i probably I come up with the voice and kind of the feeling that I want the character to have. So mm-hmm. um, on the was on the chaos game, <laughs> um, I knew I knew Murdered. that it was going to be a very old old gnome, mm-hmm. and I thought I was gonna talk like this, but then I realized <laughs> that would hurt a yeah. lot, and then so it became kind of a really old John Mulaney. <laughs> um, which I'm from Chicago, so that you know it's pretty easy. 
And it's my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> I read seven lines of a pirate captain one time for this podcast, and it nearly killed me. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I I love bothering my kids with voices in the car. Hmm. Yeah, I, I I can't stop. <laughs> I gotta say, Pooh, like one of the 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 best thing so far that has happened to our Fridays is when you joined us for golf. <laughs> <laughs> And almost killing Alex was hilarious. Oh, you weren't saying anything inherently bad. Killing, Completely PG. Killing with laughter. <laughs> I know, but it was just everything you said was hilarious, and it was always at the right moment. Your comedic timing is perfect. I have a disease, and it is such that if people are laughing at me, I literally cannot stop. Well, that's not good. I laugh a lot. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Boy, are you on the wrong podcast? I am so sorry. <laughs> I didn't know this was a thing. Yep, yep. Now, with the, the voice acting, did you take classes for it, or is it just all natural? Um, Nope. It's I just uh, bring out all the voices I hear in my head. That's so cool. Yeah. Now, I love listening to... Uh, I mean, I grew up watching British TV shows and movies with my parents, and so I love... I've always loved accents and... Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a very auditory type learner, mm-hmm. so yeah. if I've heard something, I'll remember it, and then I'll, I'll remember how it was said as well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and then and then I just practice, and it comes out, and sometimes it's terrible, and sometimes it's funnier when it's terrible. You had a, a post way back when I don't I don't even know when it was, but you had stated that like creating stories connects us with humanity. And I, I think that's really a beautiful thing. Um, I wrote it down and, and put it in my, not that it's creepy or anything, but I put it in <laughs> <laughs> in my cubicle because I collect quotes from various peoples all over the world. <laughs> not I'm just famous. Now. I'm cubicle famous. <laughs> <laughs> oh. You are. And it has like, I drew a poop next to it. It's great. Oh, perfect. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's no other way to be really. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but I think that's really true. I think Dungeons and Dragons, the reason why it, it brings all of us together is because of that. It does that. It creates these stories that we can relate to our characters and, and you know, it, it does connect us with humanity in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, I was an English literature and writing major um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> years ago in college. And uh, that's really... I think that's what I really got out of it was everybody has their story mm-hmm. and there are similarities between everybody's stories. Um, and, and those are the things that you really want to get to. You want to get to the heart of what does it mean to be a person? What, what does it mean to have a best friend? Mm-hmm. What, um, you know, what does it mean to be, uh, when you um, when a pet dies, like right. every everybody can can relate to the feelings and the emotions and and uh, the things that we all go through, and then you can add whatever you want on top of it. You can be a dinosaur lady. <laughs> <laughs> I, I look at the pause for a minute. This is the most professional sounding interview we've ever done on our podcast. It is. Oh, I'm sorry. It's beautiful. It's just, it's, I'm in tears. Like, I'm sitting here like, like emotional because like, wow, oh. this is just so deep 
and yeah. well well spoken and thought out. And I, and I was <laughs> thinking, oh, we've we've had this discussion once in the Discord. It was you, me, Kim, and Bernie were just talking about like random stuff, and you mentioned something like that on how you know, I think I asked, why does everyone like this game? Mm-hmm. And at the end, of it, I was like, you know, that was very well thought out and deep. And then I hit my immediate next response, was, and I have to go back from lunch because I'm 30 minutes late. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I think everybody's got a story that deserves to be told. And I think when we create our characters, there's always like a piece of ourselves that go into it also. Yeah. Uh, I know uh, one of my characters um, that I created for a charity event was based off of my entire history. And like nobody knew that when I created the character. But I thought that would be kind of interesting to see how your character would play out with the stats based upon like your, your real life story. I thought that was pretty cool. But I think in general, you know, when you think about like how your player is going to react and do certain things, especially when it's your first character and you're just playing the game, you're just being introduced. Mm-hmm. I think there there is a big part of us that are a part of it. And I think that's why it's so sad and hard when our characters die too because you know it's linked to us you know and but even through that process you know everybody has grief in their real life yeah um, mm-hmm. you know i actually had a player who used D to overcome a drug addiction and when he finally kicked it he killed his character off yeah was like i'm gonna i told him you tell me how you want to do it because that's not my story to tell yeah mm-hmm. say goodbye start something new and, you know, that's why it, it sucks when you hear somebody say, like, gaming was going to ruin your life. And, you know, they're so anti against it. I, like, I get to, to some point why people say that. I mean, there are people, obviously, who game to such an excess that there's this negativity behind it. And it's not healthy. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of positive and wonderful things about certain games out there Dungeons Dragons especially it's a great way especially for those who are suffering with certain mental illnesses for them to play this game and to be able to vent and people with certain anxieties are able to come together with other people because they're coming through with this game I just think Dungeons Dragons and other RPGs and other games too have really helped a lot of people yeah and and when you create a character and when you play it for a while you realize how complex yeah your mm-hmm. character is and then you look around the table or you know on the computer and <laughs> and all, everybody else's characters are really complex and then yeah. it's it's just a short step to realizing that everybody has things going on in their lives everybody has stuff that you can't see i try to make my characters as simple as possible <laughs> I can't tell you the number of times that I've been a gelatinous cube in a campaign. Oh, it was so much fun. See, this is why Grizz would survive the TPK theater. Grizz like, I'm a fucking gelatinous cube. That's right. Like, um, I dare you to squish me. It's like, okay, this this armored guard's gonna swing at you. And, oh, he has piercing weapon, and you're a goddamn gelatinous cube. <laughs> it's a bludgeon, you're a gelatinous cube. This is doing nothing to you. Yes, we hope to play with you one day, Grizzix, because that has to be amazing. I just sit there smiling. Bring it, motherfucker. <laughs> but can we tell that you're smiling? I'm a gelatinous cube. Grizz goes to Valathor. He's like, look, I'm a gelatinous cube. Valathor's like, oh, I got something for this. What would your gelatinous cube sound like? <laughs> would that be the whole? <laughs> yeah, breathe. Would that be the whole thing, the whole campaign? You would yeah. just. <laughs> no, right. the DM could just guess. Coming. <laughs> roll, roll, it's like, all right. I need you to roll me a uh, 
a d20 to see what the <laughs> fuck if anybody understands you. Yeah, but his intelligence and his wisdom. Yeah, he, is super who speaks high. cube? <laughs> <laughs> I only speak. Damn binary. it! I only Sorry. picked squared. See, the Shit. problem here is that one time I saw a YouTube video and they explained that there are only two stories. That every story can be boiled down to one of two options: either a stranger comes to town or a hero goes on a journey. Nobody comes to visit me, and I don't go anywhere. So really, I have no stories to add, and Gelatinous Cube works for me. Uh, yeah. this, the story can revolve around you and be inside of you. <laughs> inside Griswix? What? I was mid... mid not, I can't pronounce this tea brand. My unknown tea brand. I was mid-unknown tea brand when that was it. <laughs> I heard that theory once when I was in college, and I looked at my professor, and I said, okay... So I posit you this story where a hero leaves on an adventure because a stranger came to town. The stranger then leaves to go after the hero. What's the story? <laughs> he looked at me and told me to get out. <laughs> Being a smartass in college is not good for your grades, folks. Well, let me just wrap this up by saying, uh, so the, the Puna Porna Cornea episode titled <laughs> Kids by the Pool uh, was quite moving. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Yeah, um, actually, what, what you don't see is that it was a Snickers bar. <laughs> it's promo time. This episode of the Thread Raiders podcast is brought to you by the letters Q and Umlaut. This episode is also sponsored by Tabletop Loot, the best place on the web to find quality gaming accessories for your D&D, Pathfinder, Fate, or whatever TTRPG you happen to love is, game. Sure, that's English. They also have mugs, dice jails, and other great miscellany. And if you use the code THREADRAIDERS at checkout, you will receive a discount off your entire order. I find it hard to believe you're going to find a better deal than that. Visit TabletopLoot.com today to check out their great selection of gear. Tabletop Loot, loot for every table. This episode is also sponsored by Founders Coffee. There are only so many hours you get to spend alive here on this planet. Now, for some of you, the afterlife grants you your own planet. So for you, my concern for your lost time will seem pedantic. But for the rest of you, spending countless hours standing in line at the local coffee shop or even worse, in line at one of the five buildings that all have the exact same franchise coffee shop directly across the street from the train station, simply does not make sense. That's why there's Founders Coffee. Roasted beans simply taste better with a little bit of patriotism. Proudly packaged right here in the U.S. of A., you haven't truly woken up until you've downed a cup of their Old Glory Medium Blend Roast. Set your coffee maker timer for Reveille, set your sights on www.founderscoffee.us, and set yourself up with a bag or two of coffee so good, it'll raise your flag in the morning. Founders Coffee, patriotic to the last drop. And now, back to our show. Get on down and party! And now, it's community update. So you sang my song, did you? <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> in all fairness, this is like the fifth week in a row. It, the surprise should be wearing <laughs> off by now. Uh, no, it doesn't. It never does. So, Scrat <laughs> Wait, what, Scraticus, right? Scraticus Academy is going to be doing a 24-hour stream. This will be April 6th to the 7th. 
It was 24 hours straight of all gaming. Um, a lot of RPG gaming. I think that's all they do on their website. They're going to do things like Dungeons and Dragons. I know I'm going to be participating in a Call of Cthulhu 7th edition game. And this is all to help raise money for NPC Bree. You can find them on Twitter. Huge part of the RPG community. Bree is having some trouble, um, some house trouble. Uh, they have like a, a little bit of a flood going on and their ceiling needs to be replaced in their apartment complex. And it's, it's just been really tough for Brie right lately. And they've had to save up money for different surgeries and medical bills that have been piling up. Um, and it, it's just been one thing after another. So definitely take a look at their GoFundMe and come hang out with us. Uh, it will be on their Twitch channel. We'll add the link underneath um the podcast episode so that you can read more about it and hopefully we will see you there it's a tough beat but somebody's gotta do it all right tk what do you got for me it is called uh like a fucking boss (laughs) (laughs) the story of my life boom (laughs) and uh it is its own game system then uh but it borrows heavily but it gives you rules for varying systems my personal favorite d6 uh (laughs) It also goes to D20, D12, D100. <laughs> I mean, the the guy who wrote this um, is actually a really cool guy who, when I was reading through, I was like, oh, I've actually met him and played with him in the past. Uh, he is a psychologist, so he does you know brings a bit of real world psychology into the game. And one of my my favorite lines in the uh, game master like a fucking boss is uh, under the <laughs> role-playing versus role-play persona, like, who should use this book? And how to be inclusive in gaming. It's very simple to be inclusive. Don't exclude anyone, no matter what. If they want to play with you, let them play. If you have a problem with this, put my fucking book down, you pussy. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That is the entire segment of how to be an inclusive GM. <laughs> it's, like, I, it's succinct. Yeah. I like With it. With real world implications. I love it. <laughs> Can we uh, send he, a copy to Congress? <laughs> <laughs> and he describes the basics of the games. Like, you know, first, you want to draw your world. Your world can be anything. And then make a reason for the adventure. Like, a reason can be whatever you would like. One example is uh, your. Students at recess, and you find a strange disc in the playground. A strange what? Disc. A strange disc. 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 And then he goes into the mechanics and rules of encounters. Roll, depending on which version you're using. If you're using a D6, roll a D6 per the amount of players you have. So let's say the four of us are playing, and... I have an NPC. I would roll 6d6 to determine how many things you're fighting. Not to fight all the things. <laughs> and then... I only uh, hug. Initiative <laughs> is kind of funny. It's one of the things that I like how he really does it. It's like, initiative. If you're sitting at a table, go clockwise. If you're playing online, take a deck of cards... And which is a not a prerequisite, but it's kind of a funny thing. And then put the cards on your forehead. Whoever has thinks they have the highest card gets to go first, but with disadvantage. 
<laughs> Mixing dice and cards, that's interesting. And like, if you don't have cards, you can all write down a number and the GM can guess, you have to guess what number the GM wrote down. Whoever's closest goes first. If no one is close, the GM goes first. Like, I like that. That sounds it's kind of like really Kelvin Ball. Just everybody a deck of cards. Like, all right, let's roll for initiative. Take your cards out. Slap one on your forehead. Who has the highest card? <laughs> <laughs> no watching the stream. <laughs> and he does give uh, throughout this world that is kind of its own little unique make it yourself mm-hmm. a real world view on just how difficult it is to be a GM it can be tough yeah not just from the GM perspective but in the player's handbook mm-hmm. uh, which is called playing your character like a fucking boss <laughs> like you do. It's like, you know, remember, your GM is a person and will make mistakes. If you can't handle this, put my fucking book down and walk away. <laughs> <laughs> you can see why I like this guy. You know when it's hard to be a GM is when your heroes all leave town just as the stranger arrives. I know, right? I think we have a new sign for your desk, CA. <laughs> we do? Yeah. If you can't handle it, my fucking sign down. <laughs> <laughs> There's some words I don't think down. I can put up in my <laughs> cubicle. <laughs> uh, you're, you can always do it once. That's true. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> you have one excuse. There is a. There's one really cool thing. Which anybody who picks up this book, uh, just look at get all get the player's handbook, get the GMing book for um, challenges. You can challenge the GM. Like, let's say I say, Griswix, you're in a tavern and someone tries picking your pocket. I'm a gelatinous cube. Where where would you say my pockets are? <laughs> Everywhere. So, because I, I guarantee you his hand is not where he thinks it is. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> like, let's say... Um, and frankly, I, he can see everything that's in my pockets. Yeah. So is it really a mystery? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for him it is. He's wondering what the hell he's grabbing right now. You can do something called bring it, which is having... The, where you and the GM roll. Oh, it's been brought. You roll a d6. <laughs> Whoever rolls highest can come up with a condition of the encounter. And it gives you a list of 200 different encounter conditions you can use. Whoa. My favorite is um, soul stealing, where you can switch into the body of the NPC or monster. Well, that's not good. Now we have a gelatinous cube wandering around. What else you got? <laughs> Uh, another one is um, poisonous gas where you may uh, upon success you seep out poisonous gas from an unknown orifice Mm -hmm. and they must make a saving throw uh, against sleep paralysis weakened or death not only do I seep out the gas but it's into his hand I mean that's just (laughs) that just happens whenever I eat oatmeal no, no. I miss it. Uh, you miss it? I really miss oatmeal. The gas or the oatmeal? Oh. The oatmeal, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Isn't any wonder why I mistook her for the other Puna Pornocopia? <laughs> <laughs> there's there's a, a few um, fun adventures, but granted, they all have like a fucking boss in them. One of them even says uh, it comes with coloring pages for kids. And there are actual coloring pages that you can rip out because in the physical book they're perforated for your kids to draw while you're playing a game. 
or for adults to draw. I mean, hell, you could be sitting at the table like, look, I'm going to draw, I'm going to color while you guys figure out why Grizz is suddenly, you know, eating that guy. <laughs> why, why he put his hand there, I don't know. That's obviously Grizz's mouth. Oh, Grizz no. can't see him. He thinks it's food. Oh, man. <laughs> slurp, slurp. And he, like, he did have to text the GM what you're saying. Yeah. I play on, I play exclusively on the cell phone. Uh, there is um, a supplement called Racing Like a Fucking Boss, which is various cars. <laughs> and how to steal stuff like a fucking boss. Wait, yeah. are you the car or are you driving the car? You are the car. Nice. <laughs> you're, you're like, the whole thing is your vehicles. It's like the movie Cars. No, I'm cars a Yugo. <laughs> and stealing things like a fucking boss is the second adventure. The first adventure is how to adventure like a fucking boss. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It follows. <laughs> I was like, I love this. When you want to steal something, it's a sleight of boss. Oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> the guy, uh, the author whose name I am going to butcher, I know. It happens. Uh, Please don't is Bless you. Oh, that was totally a name for Grizzwicks over there. I, I think it's a really good game. Like, a, one thing it does do in the GM book is help. And games I, ran, I run and will eventually start up again when I get more time was GM mentoring games. Mm. It, it helps GMs build their world. It's not just saying, here are the rules. You have to follow them. It's saying, hey, this is a game for fun. If you're not having fun... Put the fucking book down. What, what, what's yeah. going on? Like, why aren't you having fun? Mm-hmm. It was written by a psychologist <laughs> who plays <laughs> D&D. Oh, is that's that why you couldn't read his name? Because he wrote it himself? <laughs> yeah, it's like, I, I, I can't read this writing. I'm sorry. But the pharmacist can. That's all that matters. <laughs> <laughs> and the there's a little dictionary at the back. That's what she said. That is uh, <laughs> fantasy names. <laughs> you said dictionary. <laughs> oh. I was like, I never use it as a pickup on it. I don't want to use that. As well, my dictionary little, I mean, in the back. Yeah, that's where I keep mine. It does have uh, like all these fantasy names, and it's like twenty pages of just fantasy names. Like, if you're ever stuck for names, use these. Roll one d one hundred. And pick a name. Like you don't have to keep this name, but it's a name. <laughs> like, huh? I mean, that's good for um, new players. Yeah, that's true. And it, I, and also, I'm. I love how this guy's uh, end note went. Like, D and D is a game. If you take it too seriously, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> like, <laughs> there have are fun some with your friends. I used to. I played back in Tui where, like, your character died. There was no resurrection. There was okay. You need a new character sheet, <laughs> and we couldn't print them offline either. You had to go buy a freaking character sheet. So you didn't want your character to die. Wait a minute, really? So there, there was no resurrection in in the second edition? Oh, not until it existed, but it would take. You had to have it go on a quest, and you only had twelve days to resurrect your the player. So you're in the middle of Cholt. Well, that just makes it more realistic. Yeah. Yeah, it does. like you're in, the, you're in the middle of Cholt. How are you going to get to a temple of the that player's gods to resurrect them and 
you know, you have to have two diamonds worth 10,000 gold apiece, 100,000 gold coins, and a piece of that player. Like, you have to have something that belonged to them. That <laughs> Excuse me, I need something. that. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, like, right, that's not so a finger. We just spent, no. we spent 12 days trying to resurrect you, and you're an hour over the deadline. I'm sorry, I need your character sheet. Yeah, yeah. I was just going to say, with my luck, I'd get there on the very last day and it not happen. I'd be so Let's upset. just say it's not allowed. Yeah. yeah. It, the rules were too convoluted and complicated. Everybody's like, you know what? No, you just can't resurrect unless you're an 18th level cleric. Of one of the, either Paylor or one of the gods of light. <laughs> then you can do it. But otherwise, no, we're just going to say no. Um, yeah. As a gelatinous cube, one of my powers <laughs> is slick shoes. Uh, basically, I leave a trail of slime behind me wherever I go, and the others can simply follow at like breakneck speeds. It's incredible. This will be the reason that we all survive. In order to recover from slick shoes, I have to spend my eight-hour rest literally on top of something slimy. No. That's I mean, what she said. Cup of tea for the big fella. Come on. Don't be silly, Mickey. Offer the man a proper drink. Welcome to Tea Time, the portion of our show where we read the so-called facts from the underside of an unnamed beverage tea brand, which shall remain nameless. Your options will be true, false, or huh. I will read you the fact and then wait for your response. Everybody ready? Okay. Did I mention that I need to win? <clears throat> Everybody vote the opposite of what Poon says. (laughs) Poon is the reason that when at golf with Thread Raiders, you have to either get 69 or 100 exactly. Or 420, (laughs) but nobody's that bad. Snapcat fact number 1008. In the state of Arizona, it is illegal for donkeys to sleep in bathtubs. Arizona? <laughs> I want to say true because we got weird rules here in PA. I want to say true. <sighs> First of all, you have to wait till Poon answers first because okay. we have to do opposite of Poon. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There were rules. So it's true. <laughs> so we're all going true. I'm, I mean, I'm in on true. I, I'll, I'll go with true. I don't know why, but I'll do it. And the answer is false. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. Is it because it's no longer on the books? No, rules don't change. Uh, so this story was related by a law firm uh, that posted it in their blog uh, in 2014 (gasps) but lawyers never lie dun 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 (laughs) dun dun (laughs) as their story goes in 1924 a man was keeping a donkey in a tub because apparently the donkey liked to sleep in the tub however the tub was washed away uh, by a flood and the town spent a significant amount of taxpayer revenue in order to get the donkey back from a nearby river. Uh, as a result, uh, they uh, created this law, so on and so forth. Uh, this is a fabrication. Uh, in their story, uh, they cite the fact that it was near Kingman, Arizona, uh, which actually had not been incorporated until 1952. So that was another 30 years later. Uh, basically, I went through the entire Arizona criminal code, the administrative code, and all of the revised statutes. Uh, there is not one mention of the word bathtub, and there are only two mentions of the word donkey. Uh, neither of them <laughs> are in relation to where it can or cannot sleep. Fine. <laughs> Fun fact, uh, in Arizona, it is a class one misdemeanor, uh, which would give you 48 hours in jail and a $2,000 fine to trip a donkey. 
<laughs> Who the fuck trips a donkey? Is, is that like what the kids are doing in the clubs these days? Uh, that is statute donkey number 13-2910, period 09, sub A. We got, we got Maddie the DJ was like, Maddie, I need you to make me a sick beat for donkey tripping. <laughs> <laughs> we are so making a mixtape. Yeah. We're going to play Sarah, that would, sound would, over top of every statute I quote. <laughs> Snapcat fact yeah. number 67. There are 18 different animal shapes in the Animal Cracker Zoo. Eight? No. Mm. No, I uh, feel like 15 is more accurate. Uh, I feel like six is more accurate. Well, I know there's bones. like an elephant. In there. Okay, are they counting like the horse and the donkey and the burrow and the zebra all as different animals? No. Yes. What? Why would they not be different animals? Because they're the no. same shape. But I mean, yeah, they're not. There's only one of them, right? There's no, there's no horse and zebra. It's only one. It's zebra. <laughs> there's a zebra it's, and an elephant. Okay. TK, it you eat crackers. Have, it doesn't have stripes. <laughs> I, I eat animal crackers, but typically with chocolate. Um, Let me sing so the song. Maybe it tells me. Animal well, crackers no, in I, I did that soup. too. <laughs> monkeys. Monkeys? Monkeys, one of them. <laughs> Lions. <laughs> it's a monkey and lion. <laughs> Whoop-de-doo. But which part do you eat first? I like this fact. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. You see, I don't even remember what we're talking about. Oh, 18 cookies. I don't know. I only got to like six animals. So now I'm concerned. What could the others possibly be? Is there a giraffe in there? There's a rhinoceros, right? Have they added animals over time? Like, is is this like a huh? Because there's no there's no year, or have they always been the same? Does it wait? I'm cheap, and I only get off-brand ones. <laughs> so is this like a specific brand? Did they copyright animals? Yeah, I feel like like Animal Crackers is the name of the brand, right? Oh That's no! <gasps> Grizzix, why aren't you talking? <laughs> I can't is that comment. Why this is a huh? I can't comment. This is, is that why it's a huh? No. I call bullshit. I want to say false because I think there might be more. There might be less. Eighteen is just such an absolute. But there's all kinds of animal crackers. Everywhere. You know what integers are, right? Then the question is, do they mean the zoo on the front of the box? Do they mean in the box itself? Or do they mean one of those giant animal cracker bins you can get I for mean, like eight bucks from Walmart? I don't eat them because they're disgusting. But well, No, you have to get the ones with the frosting. The pink I'm frosting. I'm saying it's false. But That's again, I get mine from the because Dollar Tree. If I can remember correctly, <laughs> the boxes when I was a kid were super small and there's only so many animals you could fit in there. And they were always the basic ones like the hippo, the tiger, the giraffe. There's a monkey because it's in the song. Lion. I don't think maybe. there was 18. No. And Pony, what was your answer? I, n that's bullshit. Okay. <laughs> that's bullshit. <laughs> and the answer is, it is bullshit. Yay. <laughs> uh, for three different reasons. Uh, number one, you <laughs> have I two different so. ways to count animal crackers and neither of them come up to 18. Uh, you can count the entire menagerie, which will give you 103. Or you can count the current cookies in the box as we are sitting here speaking, uh, which is 17. Uh, those cookies are bear, bison, camel, cougar, 
elephant, giraffe, <laughs> gorilla, hippopotamus, hyena, kangaroo, lion, monkey, rhinoceros, seal, sheep, tiger, and zebra. That is 17. A hyena made it in there. That's surprising. 17. And see, I would, I was close to being wrong because I really thought it was like nine. <laughs> I like I, I something to, well after I started singing the Animal Cracker song, then I started thinking about the uh, Lucky Charm song. I was like, nope, there has to be either more or less. But there, it, eighteen as an absolute seems weird. Yeah, and they didn't have all eighteen in the song. Just that's right. Uh, reason number two on August the tenth, twenty eighteen, uh, Nabisco, which makes Barnum's Animals Crackers, uh, the removed get. the zoo, so there is no zoo anymore. Uh, and then for the third reason is because there are 12 different companies that make animal crackers and it does not specify which company they're talking about and each company has a different number in their box. So for all these yeah, reasons, definitely, I definitely get the cheap ones. I just I've... feel like the animal crackers have like a weird taste on the outside. Like the, it's... <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a biscuit. It's not, it's not a cookie. But really. it's not really, no, it's, it's not really like a biscuit. It's like they want to call it a biscuit, but it's more like a cookie. It's That's more like a, it's a graham cracker, but it's, it's, it's in not. the States. It's a cookie. And it's weird because like, don't, have you ever had a, like this cookie biscuit? Yes. Isn't it weird? It tastes weird, right? On the outside. Dip it in coffee. They covered in something. <laughs> yes, I should. I should make cereal out of it. And that'd be fine. I like to lick them. No, they have like this weird taste on sure. the outside of sure. them. No, I, I believe like you. Them. I believe I will, you. I will send them all to you if I ever get them. I believe you. Yeah, like I will, I will bring the place down if you bring me more animal crackers. <laughs> oh, I'm going to burn your place down. The animal crackers. I just, you I just want my hyena in my giraffe. I just would eat the drift. I just want the tub. So your eyes said no monkeys. No monkeys in my animal crackers. <laughs> <laughs> the grill is okay. <laughs> Snapcap fact number 431. A twit is the technical term for a pregnant goldfish. So I just did some games for some a baby shower. Okay. And this answer uh, was not on there, so I, I'm going to guess. Mm. Uh, I that's a good like strategic plan. Mm -hmm. False. Mm -hmm. I thought that was like a bird. You're a bird. <laughs> it's the word. I, I do. I think it's... I don't think... I think it's a bird. Okay. Wait, why do we need a specific word for a pregnant goldfish? Because we don't have a specific word for... Oh, wait, we do. Because when a pregnant woman goes swimming, she's a submarine. No, don't step on the keyboard. What, <laughs> what happened? What? <laughs> I don't even know. What the last 10 seconds of my life, I've never been so confused. <laughs> what about a submarine? Okay. Two different things happened. Hammer started walking across the keyboard. And also, when a pregnant woman goes swimming, she's a submarine. Wouldn't the pregnant male be a submarine? The... Ma males don't uh, get pregnant. submarines are always women women's names oh I, forgive me sea lord i'm so sorry <laughs> i will i right. will leave all the naval jokes to you no please go ahead if i make them it's just sad <laughs> i i feel like it's a bird right i have you down as I'm false i'm gonna say well done i know what to do in this situation I'm just saying I'm it's called twitter for a reason <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna roll a lucky die. 
Ooh, is it a D6? I bet it is. Yes, it is. Actually. <laughs> 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 I, just, I just pictured the Seabird uh, carrying this big sack of D6 <laughs> everywhere we go. <laughs> uh, this D6 says false. Ooh, see? All right. There it is. Yeah, I'm going to go with false as well. But I do want to say that a baby fish is a fingerling. There you go. Like a potato. A fingerling. Or a fry. That's kind of cute. And the answer is false. Yay, Yay. that's right. That's what I picked. Correct. Yeah. (laughs) So we was like, wait a minute. What did we say? That's what I said. (laughs) Uh, Goldfish don't get pregnant. They are egg layers. Is it a bird? Was I right? They just picked a word? I don't know. Uh, I don't like this question. Stupid. I got the point, but I don't like it. I T-brand cap. Uh, fun fact, ovoviviparity is a way that some fish and reptiles reproduce. Visually, it looks very much like pregnancy, but there are no mammalian features like a placenta or an umbilical cord. Uh, it's like a bag. So for that reason, uh, since the mother doesn't feed her young, they devour each other inside of her ovaries. Uh, until oh. only a few remain. And then they burst forth into the water. Whee! At which point, <laughs> she eats some of them. Oh, that's a rough life. <laughs> Survival of the fittest. Yeah. We're the hungriest. It's, it's fourth edition uh, life. They must be rare fishes. Snapcat fact number 337. Farmington, Maine celebrates Chester Greenwood Day to honor the inventor of earmuffs. I like it. I'm just going to say it's true. Because if they don't, they should. Um, Who created earmuffs? True. I mean, let's be honest. His wife invented them. Say false. Are you concerned that Chester Greenwood did not invent the earmuff or that Farmington, Maine has something better to do? <laughs> they probably have something better to do. Understood. Than, not in like, Maine. That, that is, that, I mean, they have moonshine up there. <laughs> no, it's Mainshine. <laughs> <laughs> they don't need no stinking earmuffs. They have moonshine. And the answer is true. Yay. It just sounds so weird. Like, yes, we're going to celebrate this one day. The man That's who why it had to be true. Warm. Have you never lived in a small town? <laughs> I mean, I wear. I appreciate this person that I didn't know existed. I I have seen many many episodes of Midsummer Murders, so <clears throat> yes, there is a festival for everything, and also somebody will die. Yeah, <laughs> CA has uh, one pair of earmuffs for every nine <laughs> scarves she owns. So that's the. You can imagine I how many earmuffs that is. A lot. So many scarves. Uh, Chester Greenwood was, in fact, from Farmington, Maine, and invented the earmuff in 1873 at the ripe old age of 15. The annual celebration is done on the first Saturday of December, so that's about three months after it starts getting chilly in Maine. Snapcap fact number 811. The dots on a domino are called pips. True. 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 This one's for all you gamers out there. It is true. Yay! <laughs> pip pip parade. Question That's... was made for us. Yep. Snapcap fact number one one seven seven. November was chosen to be election month because it fell between harvest and brutal winter weather. I don't think that's true, is it? Hmm. I, I want to say true because 
like when election started, it just seems right. You know what? I'm going to say it's true because it's the kind of thing that men would decide without talking to women who weren't allowed to vote. <laughs> I go with false because I don't think they cared about the weather. TK, what was your answer? I'm going to say true. Okay. And the answer is false. Boom. You don't know that you weren't there. I feel like I was. Uh, So originally, all of the states voted independently, and they did so under a very broad guideline, um, but with a very specific number. Uh, The electors had to be in Washington, D.C. within 34 days of the general election. Uh, So that 34 number is important, and we'll come back to that in just a second. Uh, In 1845, the United States Congress decided that we needed some sort of guidelines for our national elections. And the reason for that was because if your state in Texas, let's say, uh, voted super early, uh, then a state that voted at the end of that 34-day period might say to themselves, hey, why are we even doing this? You know, the voters might say, why would we even go out to the polls when Texas and California and all the big states have already voted? So they decided that they needed to have it on one day. Um, at which point they chose uh, the first, I'm sorry, the Tuesday after the first Monday in the month of November. That's a direct quote. Now, why they didn't just say the first Tuesday in November, nobody knows. Um, Tuesday was chosen specifically because uh, you, back in the day, in 1845, you got everywhere by horse. In order to get to the registrar's office or someplace where you could cast a vote, you had to go via horseback for about 24 hours in some cases. And so in order to avoid the Sabbath, which was Sunday, uh, you wanted somebody to be riding to the poll on Monday, vote on Tuesday, and then ride back from the poll on Wednesday, uh, thereby avoiding any sort of... What if I ride into town on a Friday and I stay for two days and then I ride out of town on a Friday? It's too much. Technically, you were there to vote, and that's uh, that makes <laughs> Jesus cry. They, they, they don't care about anything else. Like, look, you're here to vote, random stranger. Don't make us get the heroes. It's, it's because the horse's name was Friday. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> what, if I, what if the horse's name is Tuesday? Fuck like, Tuesday. That's, <laughs> that's my least favorite day. This is not day. that kind of podcast. <laughs> awesome. So so is that also why Tuesday is old people day when you go shopping? Yes. Like, and everyone's cranky? Yes, that's why it's Tuesday. Well, no, because that's, that's when, uh, you know, nobody's shopping anyway. So that's when they give all the high hammer, all of the discounts for <laughs> being when, over you know. 60. Well, I think also it's because that's when all the old people remember they have to do stuff. It's like, look, it's Tuesday. we got to go out and do all the things because if we don't, the young people will be there and distract us. And there's me. It's like, look, I just want to get four things from the goddamn store without waiting for 20 minutes. <laughs> we shouldn't have gone on a Tuesday. I like old people. They have candy. <laughs> oh, they like those little caramels. They're so good. Every one of them oh. has caramels. It's like they're in some I sort of like club. I like my teeth. Fun fact according to the 2018 Democracy Index, America is considered a flawed democracy, coming in at number 25 of 167 countries. I could have told you that. Number okay, one was Norway. That out. Really? Yep. Nils, you failed us. 
Sup, Nils. Does Norway have a king? Nils. Right now, he's not even listening to the rest of the podcast. He's just mashing into Twitter. I told you so. <laughs> and then finally, Snapcap fact number 138. Hawaii is the only U.S. state that grows coffee commercially. That commercially. sounds false to me. I'm going to go with false. Okay. That's probably going to be true. For me. Yeah, you said false. it with, like, conviction in your voice. <laughs> I never convict anything. So... I mean, well, in all fairness, I was reading a fact. <laughs> well, a, so... a potential fact. It could be false. Quotes. Quote facts. Are we counting Puerto Rico as a state? No. Puerto Rico is not a state. Does anybody else have the song from West Side Story in their head now? <laughs> no. I now do, now that you said it. Because I'm distracted. <laughs> I'm going to say... True Fallfers. True Fallfers? recording that as a huh? True we need that shirt, by the way. No, I'm going to... I have to give an answer. I'll give yes. an answer. I'm going to say it's true. All right. TK, what was your answer? I'm going to stick with false. I don't know. Okay. Ooh, CA, what was your I answer? I don't know. I don't even remember the question anymore. So Hawaii is the forever. only U.S. state that grows coffee. Oh, false. No, false. Okay. <laughs> Commercially grows coffee. Just kidding. Can I grow coffee in my backyard? Did I win? And the answer is false. Yay. Wait, what did I say? True. <laughs> I think you were true. You did go true. It was. <laughs> it's one of those days, everyone. I didn't think you were writing it down. Look, guys, we're, we're, we're confused on what day it is. We think it's Tuesday for some reason. And... Oh, we're writing them down because, you know, the points don't it's, matter. But It's true Thursday. <laughs> the score does. <laughs> Everything's made up. The points don't matter. The score matters. The points don't. But why am I feeling like we're back to the Friday podcast when I was telling people they've never actually been in a race before? (laughs) So uh, coffee is native to Africa, uh, specifically tropical Africa. And that's important because there are very specific growing conditions uh, that have to be met in order for coffee to be happy. Um, there are only three locations in America that have those same growing conditions. Uh, Hawaii, Is it Florida? definitely. Uh, it's a South Pacific, very humid uh, island. Uh, Puerto Rico, but unfortunately, Puerto Rico is not a state. And California, it turns out. Uh, there are certain sections of California which get the exact amount of rainfall, et cetera, et cetera, that would be perfect for, for coffee. And so they also have a commercial, albeit significantly smaller, uh, uh, coffee industry. That's the area of California that doesn't catch on fire, people. <laughs> <laughs> That's not that. Although when it does catch on fire, it smells amazing. I mean, uh, you, you'll see me outside of there. He's like, oh, I'm getting, I'm getting high off these fumes of coffee. Like, are you high, sir? Look, that coffee field over there is on fire, officer. Someone should put it out. It's not gonna be me. I'm enjoying the smell too much, but you should definitely get someone on. There. You get high from coffee? Coffee is my lifeblood. Okay, okay. <laughs> I don't think I've ever gotten high off coffee. That's just... <laughs> <I don't. laughs> 
that's a whole other thing. <laughs> that's, that's an after dark podcast that'd be explaining you know, various things about coffee. Huffing beans. <laughs> <laughs> you crush it and sniff. TK starts a YouTube channel called The Bean Huffers. <laughs> so you're going to want to take a credit people card think, people for and a mirror. People think that I'm a uh, Boston Red Sox fan. <laughs> Bean Huffers. And so. Podcast episode 47. <laughs> <laughs> when I think Bean Huffers, I think about six chicks standing in the outfield above the green monster. <laughs> oh, my God. So, my final score of six to four to four, CA wins. How can Dang. you just go on? How can you go on? We're at the one hour mark. We're going to go. Oh, I don't, resp- I don't respond to baseball jokes if it's not about the Cubs. Ooh. Oh. Oh. Boo fact of the day. Yeah, they've been doing great. Hats for bets. God, their butts are so good. <laughs> We are controlling transmission. Ding! The mineshaft elevator finally arrives at the upper level. As the doors open, the lone guard who was left behind by the worshipping masses turns to face this unexpected surprise from behind. That's when he gets a face full of yak as you hurl Minimal into his snarling puss. <laughs> snarling puss? Did you just say that? I don't think you can say into that Into his snarling internet. puss. I'm writing that down. That's coming back. Okay. <laughs> that is a very specific I feel like I video. should put that on Twitter. Pace yourself, it gets worse. Chaotic anarchy. Snarling. <laughs> Causing him to drop his short sword on the way to the ground. One solid punch to the face, aided by a roll of quarters, secures the entire level. You have no idea how long it will take the dog faces to reclaim the top half of their home, but you're not about to wait around to find out. You rush your companions forward, following the path of the original mine toward what you hope is the original exit. Uh, The path winds through the mountain, at times requiring the lot of you to crawl towards freedom on your bellies. Despite two wrong turns that require you to double back, you finally make it to the mouth of the mine. But your arrival is bittersweet. Turns out the owners of this mine secured the entrance on their way out. While the chain link fence is all but rusted away, the wooden boards secured to the support beams are significantly sturdier. Sunlight, God raised the dust you produce as you hack away at the woodworks, using a hatchet you pulled from Molly's bottomless saddle of holding. At first, you're cautious, preventing echoes of your handiwork from traveling down the tunnel. But you become more desperate with each axe fall. Half an hour into your labor, you clear enough daylight that Minimal simply walks free. But you didn't mostly pass out for six episodes to abandon Molly now. Behind you, the sound of a thousand angry canines grows louder. It's now or never. You twist Molly's horns through the opening. That was easy. You navigate the rest of Molly's head through the opening. Easier still. Then you position yourself behind Molly. And with all the energy you can muster, cram Molly through the hole. When Sally Slayer asked you which yak you wanted for your trek, you said the one with the broad shoulders. She'll be hauling a lot of loot. And now your personal greed has clearly come back to bite you in the ass. There's no use fighting it. The dog faces are coming. You're now yak blocked because Molly is jammed. 
And in a failure of foresight, you forgot to teach Minnie Mall how to recognize impending doom and respond by pulling on the reins of her trapped companion as an active participant in their mutual salvation. Resolved to face the cold handshake of death like a badass, you reach for your pants belt and whip out an old friend. Yep, Hello whipping it out. My old friend? For the snarring. <laughs> Puss. This is good. I mean, that's what I call it at least. I don't know what you guys call it, but... That's... This is great. Sam Shear at the ready, you look for a makeshift... <laughs> <laughs> You look for a makeshift shield and spy yeah. an old barrel nearby. Mm. That lid will do quite nicely, you think to yourself. You hack into the side of the barrel with your sword. The ancient wood is no match for your modern weapon, and it cuts through it like butter. But on the follow-through, your sword strikes one of the metal rings, and that's when you hear it, a faint sizzling sound. You lift the now freed lid and find that the barrel contains dynamite and your metal on metal greeting has lit one of them. In a panic, you pull out the offending member and place it on a rock. With your Samshire, you chop down on the long fuse just in front of the bangy bit. Unfortunately, the rock you chose was flint. For years to come, you will search only to fail to find the proper adjectives to describe the look on the face of the first dog face to round the corner, backlit by the torches of a dozen others, as his eyes fixed upon the last burning embers of a sizzling stick of dynamite coming right for his head. Anticipating the blast wave, you leap onto Molly's rump and grasp her around the waist. The explosive shock wave <laughs> rockets down the tunnel. Aided by a cave-in above it's the... It's really hot in here. Anybody else? <laughs> like it's really hot. Oh. I mean, you had me at bits. I need a cigarette. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Tell me more about Molly. The explosive shockwave rockets down the tunnel. Yeah. Aided by a cave-in above the dog faces and plows into both of you. How are the dog faces so weird? <laughs> <laughs> it's like eight stories later. They just don't die. Don't interrupt him when he says plows so into you. I... <laughs> I was just getting going. Tearing through the boards and hurling your party into the blazing sunlight like a musket ball. I'm going to need you to send this to me later. <laughs> I need some quality time. Is it illustrated? <laughs> <laughs> If you like drawing the dirty, dirty, please contact the Thread Raiders at Thread Raiders on Twitter. You can private message us. Beware of the message that comes back, though. Mm. <laughs> if the question is, how did you get that picture of TK in a kilt? Um, that's for me. If the question is, what are you doing in my house? That's also for me. <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> And all that plaid. <laughs> <laughs> Lying face up on the slope of the hill, your eyes slowly drift to the left. Molly, flustered but otherwise unharmed, hoists herself back to her feet. Your eyes roll back to the right and see countless boulders and other debris filling in the entrance to the mine. Just like clockwork, you say to yourself. And then you pass out. In your right hand... An object. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> hey, 
right. I mean, we're we're pulling stuff out of pants. You're you're right-handed. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, if I knew this was going to be like this, I would have came prepared I, for the podcast. <laughs> I think basically, I would have got more water. <laughs> I'm gonna have to do this after the podcast. Just read through the story straight and then use that. No, no, no. this is perfect. Just the way it is. In your right hand. So what's in my hand? In your right hand, an object. Uh Absent-mindedly stuffed years ago into a barrel of dynamite. (laughs) 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 We're down to two words at a time. Absent-mindedly shoved in there. Fine. Just just make sure you got consent from the barrel first. (laughs) Uh, oh my god! <laughs> hey, episode seventy-two. Hi, in my right hand, I'm stuffing Jamie it. What's 16. going on? <laughs> oh, <God damn> it. <laughs> All right. Oh, she's gone already. Can you tell me what's in my left hand? <laughs> I dare not. I deleted that line. I mean, I'm almost line. there. I just need a little bit more description. <laughs> <laughs> it's extra batteries. In your left hand is a gelatinous cube. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was quick. <laughs> In your right hand, an object absent-mindedly stuffed years ago into a barrel of dynamite and purloined at the last second out of habit. <laughs> I'm sorry. Purloined. Loined. <laughs> That's the first time I've heard that one. Okay. Even when chased <gasps> by the Reaper, you refuse mm. to leave empty-handed. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. Frankly, I always get what I come. Double for. fisting. I got you. <laughs> 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 Frankly, you might want to talk to someone about that. Yeah. <laughs> My question for you is this: What's in the box? <laughs> hey, you did Yay! It! The end. Oh, it's the end. You made it through. Oh. Don't edit any of that. That was perfectly done the first time. Oh, oh my side! Our first six-minute highlight. I love it. <laughs> oh, it's so good, so good. Give it to us, TK. <laughs> what's in your box? <laughs> I'll lead us off. Uh, what's in the what, What's in the box? You You find a a rod. <laughs> is it is it long? It is. It's about uh, eight inches with oh, a. Like uh, all right, let's pump the brake. With a tip on it Louder. that is a crystal. So does it look like a pull cue? <laughs> no, uh, it, it looks almost like a, a broken lightsaber. Ooh. Oh, sure. The we'll force is with oh, this one. tugging at my heartstrings yeah. there. It's uh, called the Met Saber. The Met Saber? <laughs> yes. And... Uh, because Lucas is typing it. Oh, yeah. What, now, what can I do oh with your God. crystal rod? Is there. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, let me get. TK, you have to go quick, here. my friend. If I make, like, circles in the air, uh, will things. It appear? Uh, does plus six to hit, piercing force and psionic damage, uh, 3d6 base damage on top of 1d4 psionic, 1d4 force. Also, it does fire damage. Okay. Uh, if you roll a 19 or 20, it's considered a crit, and it ignores AC uh, up to 35 on non-criticals. Up to 35? Yeah. It's a... Uh, essentially, it's a fucking lightsaber in D&D. Okay. It, it will cut through is, things. 
but not for copyright purposes. No, it's called the Met Saber. Mm-hmm. Uh, Poon has a question. Yes. About your rod. Where do you grip it? Uh, you, you grip it around the shaft. You try, try gripping it higher, but you might <laughs> cut your hand off. Okay. Okay. You can also uh, throw it, and it will come back to you. So wait, if you you said you throw it, and then it comes back to you. Yeah, it's like a boomerang. So, you can like is it be, is it. Oh, so anybody can use this. It's not because uh, no, of the person um, itself. It's coming with you. If whoever uh, it'll tune itself to its wielder. Once it's attuned, they can make the crystal uh, project a what is essentially a beam of force. So a force shield <laughs> will will uh, beam from it, so, uh, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it can be used to strike enemies yeah. or catch them on fire, or you know. You might just have that mm-hmm. that scratch you just can't reach. Mm-hmm. And depending, and it will come back to you. It's just gonna need like a twenty minute break. <laughs> I feel like TK one already. Depending <laughs> on the, uh, yeah, this is not as dirty hey, as when I sent it out um, and made it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, Poon, what's in your box? What's in Ooh. your box? Oh, oh, that one. Um, <laughs> yes, we have to be very specific on this podcast yes. now. <laughs> yes. Okay. Okay. So um, it's uh, it feels like a ball. Okay. It's about the size of like a like a softball. Like you can really grab it sure. really well with one hand, and um, half of it is red, and the other half is white. Okay. And uh, and so there's a button on it, and if you Isn't are you gonna ball? are you are you going to push the button? <laughs> no, I am not. Grizzix. Yes, I am uh, officially the button pusher uh, in this group. So and the, and the uh, reader of all arcane text. Okay, okay. So you push the button, and you hear some like metallic whirring from inside, sure. and and then it. It springs open, and thankfully you are outside of the tunnels because it's it's actually quite large. Okay. Now that it's been opened, um, you are standing in like a camp kitchen, but but better. So there's like a real cast iron stove. Oh, cool! And there's like there's some cabinets oh. and spice racks. Spice racks. And... <laughs> we can cook the. Uh... <laughs> We can cook the dog face people. Yeah. Yes, finally. Yep. yep. So you uh, you have discovered. I will woo them with my walking. A, po- <laughs> a pokey kitchen. Oh, pokey kitchen. I get it. I have to be a second. <laughs> I was picturing the kitchen in my mind because I'm a very mm-hmm. visual person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was a little delayed. Now, are all the appliances either red or white? Uh, yes, but only because, like, somebody without creativity designed it understood so like you could you could repaint some of it the the stove is black uh it wasn't a um, feng shui sort of situation i just was wondering no, you know no. uh, what the interior looked like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, is it a fully um, stocked kitchen like if i open up the refrigerator is there going to be like food in it or do i have to add that myself okay first of all it's an ice box because hey now let's get, get with the time well What's in the ice box? <laughs> what is in another box? Yo, dog. <laughs> so, but all these boxes. beyond being just a kitchen that you can take with you at any time, 
there, it's also, it is a pocket dimension. So when you are in the kitchen, you can be cooking and everything. And then say somebody rings the doorbell, you close up the kitchen and every time stops. Okay. So Mm -hmm. your biscuits will never be burned. Oh, okay. That's cool. Mm -hmm. And then you can start mixing some batter and then, oh, I just went into the PM voice. This is this is something that PM has. <laughs> she uses the batter. And uh, no, PM is from the north. She's not from Boston. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So she, uh, she, Don't you know, mostly she makes soups. Oh, what kind of soups? Like potato mm. and um, chicken with potato <laughs> and like a. <laughs> A noodle soup, but it has, it's mostly potatoes. <laughs> I mean, that's perfect. Yeah, it's real tasty. Mm-hmm. Nom, nom. Now, does it come with all of the, um, like, utensils and things like that? Are you, can you eat spoons and knives and forks? Yes, you can fork whatever you want in there. Is there a dishwasher? Or do I have to do yes, it by hand? Yes, it's you. Um, no, actually, that's, a, that's another perk is that it comes with a, um, well, nobody's going to believe it if I say an obedient child. Uh, They'll believe it if I tell them to believe it. A dog. It comes with a dog that will lick all your plates clean. Nice. Oh, is it like a Pokemon dog? Uh, No, it's actually, it's, I misspoke. It's just a mounted dog head (laughs) magically kept alive. (laughs) That's terrifying. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so you basically hold your plate up to the mounted dog head and it licks <laughs> licks your plate clean. Yeah. Excellent. You've done well. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I like that. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> oh no. CA, uh any mounted heads? <laughs> <laughs> no no head All today. Right. Um, so I have a question though. Um, you know, the eyeglasses that have like multiple specs that move up and down. What are they called? Uh, bifocals. That's it? Just bifocals? It could be trifocals. (laughs) It's multiplying. (laughs) Try hard. Okay. Do you need George's lenses, CA, big lens, smaller, smaller magnification lenses? They can flip down? I believe, (laughs) I believe you're referring to, uh, a steampunk trifocals is what we would call them. I only saw it in like National Treasure, so I I don't know the name of it. Oh, that's pretty cool. I just called them George lenses. But that's not what's in my box. I'm also filling out a crossword puzzle. No, you don't understand it. <laughs> All right, so in this mysterious barrel box, you see what looks like a martini glass. But instead of ending at the rim, it continues spurting <laughs> upwards <laughs> into a shape just like an egg. And in the glass egg is like an oval hole. And inside is like this watery red liquid. On the outside of the glass, you see like these these trifocals <laughs> um, that you can use to examine in the glass through the oval hole. So if I look through the lenses, it's like a magnifying glass sort of situation? Correct. Mm-hmm. It allows you to look okay. into the liquid. So obviously, I want to take a look and see, uh, you know, what's in the liquid. Uh, when you take a look, um, 
what you see, it appears to be this very small atom, but it seems to have like a little, like tiny wings attached to it. And so it's just kind of like, it, I mean, obviously it would be flying. I guess it was out of liquid. I guess it's swimming around with its wings and it has, it's brightly lit. Did you say atom? Correct. It's an atom. Atom, like the per- a person? Yes. A small particle. Is it named Navi? <laughs> no, it doesn't have a name. Can it breathe underwater or have I killed it? No, it's still very much alive. So it's a mermaid? Is there anything carved on it? Nope. Just a regular glass. Can we communicate Can I... with it? Uh, as you talk to it, it doesn't seem to really respond to sound. It's just moving around. I've seen the Star Trek episode. <laughs> <laughs> can I drink the liquid? You can. Is that what you like to do? Yes. All right. So you drink the liquid and your body begins to become fluid looking and the colors turn from gold to silver to pearl. Like in a sexy way? In a very sexy way. (laughs) And your skin becomes as smooth as a statue and three pairs of wings sprout out from behind you with a bright (gasps) blinding light. I'm an angel. (laughs) You become to stand at about nine feet tall. <gasps> and you are what is called a Solars, which is a powerful angel. They have the ability to cast invisibility. They can Fuck yeah. into human form. And they also have power word, um, which they can use to kill their enemies with just one word. Do you know what that word is? Well, you're the angel. You can make up the word. Snatch. <laughs> snatch you dead <laughs> you go you go somewhere where the the everything in town has snatched the beginning of it Every, all of a sudden half the town is dead you're wanted you can't prove it was me the I citizens of snatchville are doomed the snatchville it's like the snatching grabs the local mm. grocery store no one wants to say the name they're afraid you'll show up <laughs> Is this transformation permanent, or are you given this for a certain amount of time? For a certain amount of time. I was given this. Thank you very much. I drank it. I'm so sorry. (laughs) And as far as you know, it's forever. (laughs) That's true. Because I'm going to snatch you. (laughs) (laughs) So while while they're in the um, pokey dome, I'm just going to be out here messing around with the Met Saber. Like, huh. So, Ma, Mini Ma, I think uh, we lost our friends. Aww. They went into this ball thing. I'm just gonna kick it around like a hacky sack. Oh, we're not. I it, it it's you're not in the ball. Like it opens up like a like a um poly like pocket a food truck. Oh, uh, yeah. How long is Puna snatch talking angel? <laughs> like you figure till like the next time you rest, or correct until the next time you rest. Okay, Whenever. that's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, do her wings give her the ability to fly, uh, like, uh, let's say more than hover? No, it would be hovering. Okay. Yeah. But it can be pretty high because they're already like nine foot tall. So, I mean, hovering is pretty high up. Plus, a lot of us are on the side of a mountain. Mm-hmm. so. And there's three wings, so, three sets of wings. The, so, what we got to do is when we get outside of this cave, grab on the, you, we grab on the poon's legs and then jump. <laughs> I, mean, I don't you think can Poon's going to drive. allow this. I would not get close to the snatch. <laughs> well, I mean, 
I'm planning on going to that little drag and be like, look, get bigger, damn it. <laughs> You're talking to your sword again. Well, I got to tell you, I think Kitchen on the Fly is our winner this yeah. week. Yay! Congratulations Woo! to Poon. I really like the dog head. That's what got me on that. Yeah. The, the, mm-hmm. the dog head and just the reaction that the dog head was great. That's really cool. <laughs> the fact that it wasn't really a dog. That's really Anytime cool. I don't have to do my own dishes, it, that's a winner in my book. <laughs> All right. So now we've reached the end of our show. Uh, we're going to talk about some of our upcoming events. Uh, Poon, do you have anything that's coming up uh, that you'd like to promote? To all of the peoples? Um, what is coming up for me? On um, Saturday mornings, I play with Geeky Bugbear. Um, and that's where I'm Pam. And I just love Magnum, the other dinosaur man. Um, and it's, uh, it's we play in the Retroverse, where uh, there's a Kickstarter happening right now for the, uh, the Retroverse. Let's see. And Sundays with some of the same people, we're going to be doing a um, knitting and crocheting geeky things together type stitch and bitch stream. Nice. So that'll be a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, all of that stuff you will be able to see on Twitter at Puna Cornucopia. The real one. The real Poonicorn. You should put that up on Twitter. The real one. <laughs> Link in the description below. The real. The actual. Actually, in Discord, doesn't it say actual Poonicorn? An actual Poonicorn, yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, that's probably. Uh, that's my entire life. Uh, as far as we're concerned, we only have two announcements at the moment. Uh, number one is that in April. Uh, season two of the Steel Empire audio production of Arc City yeah. will launch. Whoop, 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 whoop. Yes, uh, people are getting more excited about that by the week. Um, David Steele plays Lawful Good, and so we are uh, you know, very much looking forward to that. Yes, and they are the Steel Empire podcasting network. Correct. Mm-hmm. What? Uh, of which we are now a part. Yay. One time I play character with the with David Steele. I was. I was very large Russian woman. <laughs> had sex with Minotaur. <laughs> was for not to recommend. No, he was a very good lover. <laughs> and then finally, uh, we got Gen Con coming up. Uh, August 1st through the 4th, 2019. Uh, for those of you who might be interested in meeting up with CA at all in uh, Indianapolis. Yes, come hang out with us. The Thread Readers. That would be a good time. Uh, we haven't heard anything back from Gen Con yet about the event, but we'll keep you updated. Um, and we're going to most likely be doing a Thread Readers breakfast. Um, you don't have to be a Thread Reader to go, and anyone can be a Thread Reader if you want to join. So feel free to come hang out with us. I'll be making the normal breakfast stuff like sausage and eggs and things like that. And I can't cook, so mostly somebody else is probably going to be making them <laughs> now that I think about it. <laughs> and I would just buy everything for everyone. So, If you're willing to cook <laughs> eggs, you are an honorary Thread Reader if you're not already a Thread Reader. We will make that exception. Yes. So if you want to hang out in our tiny airbnb for breakfast (laughs) that i can't cook then feel free be a good time sorry i'll only come if it's a shrek fest (laughs) (laughs) i'll make that happen then (laughs) breakfast is not breakfast without putin Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and with that i would like to thank everyone for listening to the show we hope that you enjoyed it 
Um, I also want to thank Poon for being here today. Have fun editing. Yay, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you were a delightful guest. We really appreciate you stopping by. Thank you. Um, we also want to thank our sponsor, Tabletop Loot. If you use the code THREADRAIDERS at checkout, you will receive a 15% discount on your order. Uh, in addition to that, we want to thank our other sponsor, Founders Coffee. If you're looking for a great cup of coffee in the morning, you want to check out founderscoffee.us. Uh, they have two different blends. For those of you who are coffee addicts, this is a great place to uh, get your fix. Um, we are now part of the Empire Steel Podcast Network. Uh, in addition to Arc City and us, which we talked about a little bit ago, uh, they also have a Quest for Magic and Steel, another great podcast which you should definitely check out. If you enjoyed our show, please give us a tweet to help us spread the word. And for more information on the Thread Raiders, you can go to threadraiders.com, where you can find links to all of our social media properties, including Facebook, Twitch, etc., etc., etc.